welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, sponsored by SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion, and sponsored by TheTroveSportsDen.com. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros. And sponsored by Diamond Service Grading, fast, accurate, transparent card grading for today's collectors. And now, here's our host. Hello, everybody, and welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. My name is Jeff Baker. I am your host for the program, and it is Season 3, Episode 49, Sunday, December 11th, and you are listening to the nationally ranked sports card podcast, hosted by myself and co-hosted by Mr. TTM himself, Drew Pelto. Drew, welcome. Hey, good to be on here once again. Drew, it's what a what a week. All sorts of stuff going on. Um, you know, I want first. I want to apologize to everyone. Last week, we had some problems with, with our microphone or our internet connection. We're not quite sure, but hopefully, we rectified that. We got a brand new mic. I got a brand new mic, so hopefully, we won't have the fading in and out like we did. So I I apologize. We always try to put together the best show, best quality show, and uh, you know, sometimes technology is not your friend. So. Hopefully, yeah, we have rectified that problem. Uh, again, I apologize, and, and a thank you, thanks to the guys or a couple of guys that pointed it out to us. And uh, we are we are gonna onward, outward, Drew. We have a lot, lot to talk about this week. We do, yeah. There's been a lot going on in here. I mean, big announcement that we've been teasing here for a couple of weeks. We talk about that, I know. So uh, definitely got some good stuff here this week. All right, so you know, let's start with the, with, with the fun, uh, huge announcement uh, for for us, and hopefully for you guys. Uh, let you know. Let's get the the, the fanfare going. Da, 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 da. Here, here's our big announcement. Drill out. Why don't you take it away? All right. This was put out as the uh, press release from them, and here we go. Sports Map Radio Network will launch the first nationally syndicated weekly radio show dedicated exclusively to sports cards memorabilia, starting next month. Sports Collectors Club, hosted by us, Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto will debut Sunday, January 9th from 7 to 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Quote, Sports Map Radio is always interested in adding specialty programming to our weekend lineup, said Go Media COO and Program Director Craig Larson. We've been looking to partner with Jeff and Drew for quite some time. They're each tremendously talented and will produce a program that both hardcore and casual collectors will enjoy. End quote. Well, that that is very exciting for both Drew and I. Drew and I have been working on this for a, a while. And uh, it's kindly finally come to fruition. We are going to be hosting a uh, nationally syndicated uh, sports collectible show. We are calling it the Sports Collectors Club or Sports Collectors Club. It is going to be on Sports Sports Map Radio. There is 110 stations across the country. If you don't have a Sports Map station in your market, you can just download the Sports Map app. It's free. And then you can you can listen to show the show on your phone or on your iPad or on your your laptop. So uh, do, uh, if you're a fan of the show, download the Sports Map our our show. Download the Sports Map Radio, and you'll be able to listen. It's going to be uh, every Sunday morning from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. on uh, on Sports Map Radio. We are also going to uh, post it on our website. We're going to have a uh, sports card. Uh, club.com is going to be our website we will post the show on our website drew and i will be hosting it we will have all sorts of cool guests we will be talking collectibles not just ttm but also uh collectibles in general uh this show is going to be uh, you know for the novice as well as the uh 
the expert collector. So uh, we're going to have fun with it. Uh, the Sports Merit Radio is going to give us access to a lot more guests. Uh, so that uh, that will be great. It will also uh, bring people to the podcast, we hope, and, and improve our podcast. So we are not getting rid of the, the TTM Cast podcast. We will still have our TTM Cast podcast every week talking all the stuff that you love, including uh, a heavy dose of TTMing. Uh, our our uh, show on Sports Map Radio will be a little more geared towards sports collecting, not just TTM, but we will deal with autographs and uh, people that are signing through the mail and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with a little of everything. So uh, there might be some crossover in terms of uh, guests and information, but it, uh, you'll get some new information on our, our radio show that you won't find here and you'll get a lot of information that you won't find on our radio show. So um, it'll be fun, Drew. You looking forward to it? I definitely am. I mean, I used to work in radio for several years, so it's really cool to be getting back into that in some capacity here like this. So uh, and actually, this is going to be my first time really heavily on the talking side of the microphone with it more than the production side of it. So definitely looking forward to kind of being, uh, being more heavily involved on the air rather than just uh, getting it out there. Well, cat guys, spread the word. We have, you know, the press release. We're gonna we're gonna post stuff on social media about it. Um, we, you know, we appreciate all our listeners uh, for TTM Cast. We are not abandoning TTM Cast. We are still gonna be doing a TTM Cast episode every week, so uh, don't worry about that. And everything will still uh, be the same in terms of how we post our show with TTM Cast. And uh, it's just gonna be another place where we, you can get content on collecting. And this is gonna. Uh, expose new people uh, on a national level. So we're really excited to be working with the guys at Sports Map Radio. They're really behind the show. And uh, we've got some sponsors that we're bring, bringing along with us. So, um, you know, if, you, if you're interested in sponsoring our radio show, just you can reach out to me at our uh, text line at 978-729-0662, or you can email me at ttmcast at yahoo.com because we are looking for additional sponsors. Uh, we've got a, I don't know, spots with six sponsors. And I think we have two or three lined up right now. And uh, we've got all sorts of cool guests coming up. And I told Drew about one, uh, a former uh, National League MVP will be joining us as a guest. We're thrilled about that. We've got a couple other uh, big names and we're gonna have industry insiders joining us so we it, it'll be fun and then uh you know we will we'll have uh we'll continue doing our ttm cast so uh you will, will you know our first show is going to be sunday january 9th and we're going to run a new show every sunday so i think that that kind of gives a summary and we're really excited about it and again we want to thank the guys at sports map radio for for standing behind us and uh, i think this is going to be a good good thing definitely is i'm oh, looking yeah. forward to it I, I am, just, as I said, we've been planning this for, I don't know, a couple months now, and we, we kind of had to keep it close to the vest until all everything was all signed up and still delivered, and we got a press release um, yesterday so that we wanted to let everyone know. Um, and as I said, we'll, we'll be posting stuff on social media, and uh, we again, we'll have a website that's not live yet, but it's going to be uh, sportsselectusclub.com, which will be our our, uh, our website that, that is... Um, that goes with, with the new show. Well, this week, you know, let's get back to TTM cast because that's what our first love and that, that kind of build is what we're building everything off, right, Drew? So we've got a exactly. great show this week. Um, this week, we talked to Ezra Levine, who is the CEO of collectibles.com. And we talked to Ezra about uh, what's going on at collectibles as well as is the new, uh, this uh, new live event that he is, that they, that they are um, 
sponsoring that they conceived. It's called the mintcollective.com. It, it is uh, January 28th to the 30th in Las Vegas. And we talked to Ezra about the Mint Collective as well as what's going on at collectibles.com. And then uh, next week, December 19th, right before Christmas, we have uh, Tony Dow from Leave It to Beaver. Tony played Wally Cleaver on Leave It to Beaver uh, from 1957 to 1963. And we talked to Tony Dow about uh, being on Leave It to Beaver, about dealing with autographs and autograph requests, uh, talk about his career. So it's it's a really fun interview. I know sometimes we have uh, we have interviews for uh, collectives. Sometimes we have interviews of uh, athletes, and sometimes we have interviews just because. For me, this one's for me, guys. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm a Leave It to Beaver fan. I I you know I had Jerry Mathis on a while ago, and uh, I had the opportunities to talk to Tony, and I think it's a great show. Great show. It's not really sports related, but it is autograph related. So. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy our interview with Tony. Tony was very forthcoming about talking about his career and talking about autograph requests. So that, that's a, that'll be a fun interview. And that will be next Sunday, uh, December 19th. Uh, we have our regular segments this week. We have Baker's Dozen. We have Making the Grade. We have Stamp Approval. We have the Vern Rap Minute. And we have dun, 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 wah, 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 returns. <laughs> not the best week for returns, guys. But we'll, 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 we'll touch, touch on that a little later. Uh, if you want to text us, if you are interested in being a guest, if you have suggestions, if you want to tell us how uh, great Drew is doing in his picks, you can just text us at 978-729-0662 or email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. See, he's always on it, guys. I try to catch him, but he's, pay <laughs> he's paying attention. He's not sitting there watching TV while we're doing this. He, he's, he's fully engaged, so yep. even, even early in the morning. So once again, our t email address is ttmcast at yahoo.com. And uh, next up, our first segment, which is Baker's Dozen. <laughs> Baker's Dozen is a new summary of what's been going on in the hobby uh, with a lot of stuff going on. First, uh, we, we, uh, we mentioned last week the tickets for the National, which is going to be in Atlantic City. I believe it is July 27th to the 30th. I'm doing this that off the top right. of my head. July that 27th to the 30th in Atlantic City. The tickets for uh, the National are on sale. And they open up the hotel. So you, if you want to book a hotel, uh, for the national, uh, there's a bunch, you know, the uh, three of them are sold out. I think Caesars, the Sheridan, and one other one are sold out. But uh, there's a bunch, of, there's a bunch of other ones that you can get on the strip. Um, the the prices, I because I, I went looking to see if I could book just as a you know as a, a casino guest, so to speak, or uh, just through, not through the site. And uh, the the prices for the hotels are very expensive if you don't use the the convention. Uh, so I would go through at the National, um, go check out the hotels. There, there's still some good ones available. If you want to book a hotel uh, in Atlantic City, uh, book it through the, the convention center, because the convention app, because it's um, it's probably half price more that you're going to save. So uh, check it out. The hotel, you can book the hotels now. Uh, I, I booked my hotel. I know Drew booked his hotel. He's got his, his whole trip planned. Uh, so we are really looking forward to I will say also, don't be afraid to check a little bit outside of town as well. It's, you know, it might be a, you know, 15, 20 minute drive in or anything, but you might be able to find some decent deals out there. That's what uh, Aaron and I are doing is that we're actually going to be staying down in Summers Point, which is, I think it said like a 15, 20 minute drive each morning. 
that's not bad at all. I mean, when, last time we stayed in Cleveland, we stayed half an hour away, and even that was doable. So, you know, don't be afraid to look outside of town a little bit if you want to save a few bucks and stuff. But yeah, definitely check and see what the national offers itself through its own uh, through its site there. Yeah, just be careful because Atlantic City, kind of outside of the, uh, the the boardwalk area, is a little dicey in terms of safety. So uh, right. just watch where watch where you're booking. If you you're going to book, either book try to book on the boardwalk or as Drew said, try to stay 10 or 15 minutes uh, outside of town and you'll be fine. Um, the the kind of you know, four or five block area outside of the boardwalk is not the safest area. So just kind of be careful. But other, other than that, I mean, in the Atlantic City itself, the boardwalk area and all the casinos and the, you, you don't have to worry about, about safety there. And there's a, there's a, the beach is really nice, uh, you know, the Atlantic City boardwalk and there's all sorts of stuff to do on the boardwalk. So if you want to bring your wife and kids uh, there's plenty of stuff to keep them them busy while you're while you're buying cards. So as I said, we are really looking forward to the national and uh, you know book book a hotel as soon as you can because it is going to fill up, especially being close to both to New York City and Boston and Philly. So I would book now if you plan on going. Um, one one uh, one note: uh, we had Scott Rogowski on last week, and he meant we were talking about um, his trivia night that they they uh, had planned for December. 15th, which was what was would have been a Wednesday, um, and they have postponed that. They are going to now run the trivia event uh, the week of the January 28th to the 30th to coincide with the Mint Collective. Um, they'll they'll be posting information on that. But um, the the trivia night that was supposed to be December 15th has been moved or postponed until G, the uh, Jan, the week of Jan, the weekend of January 28th to the 30th, and they're going to coincide with the the Mint Collective. If you want to go learn about more about the Mint Collective, we're going to have Ezra on later and talk about that. But you can go to the mintcollective.com, and all the information is there. Uh, it is going to be a great event. Uh, I had I got an email from a text from uh, newly elected uh, Hall of Famer Jim Cott. He was a pitcher. He pitched for uh, a number of years. He was a 16-time Gold Glover, and he just wanted to make sure that everyone knows uh, he has not um, put Hall of Fame 2022 on any of his signatures. So he has not signed Hall of Fame on any of his signatures. So if you see a Jim Cott ball or card signed with a Hall of Fame inscription, that is not a real uh, inscription from Jim Cott. It might be the the, the signature may be real. But the the uh, inscription is not. So he asked that you please don't purchase that. Don't buy something that is inscribed with Hall of Fame 20, uh, 2022. He is. Uh, it is not real. He just is um, concerned that people are taking advantage of his uh, good nature. And uh, you know, Jim's a great great uh, friend of the hobby and used to sign for free all the time. And you know, was just just was earning money for little league fields and. Um, he is I'm so thrilled that he he was one of the four uh, I think there were six people that got elected as veterans committee right Drew right right so he's one of the six guys it was Jim Cott, Manny Minosa, Gil Hodges, Tony Levo were the players and I forget who the, the other was it um, somebody a couple old timers right that yeah a couple of uh, Negro League players um, Buck O'Neill being the big oh, one. Buck O'Neill that's right Buck O'Neill and I'm trying to remember the name of the second one. I can check it real quick here. Um, there's another guy that was considered to be one of the best uh, early players there. So let me see. But I mean, we're just, I'm thrilled that everyone that got in, uh, you know, Jim Cott obviously was a great friend of the hobby. Tony Leva, 
is an awesome TTMer. Uh, Mindy Minosa it was a great ambassador, a great Cuban player. I believe he actually played in the Negro League as well. And he played for the White Sox. And, I, you know, I think he played – didn't he play when he – in his 60s or something? He came back and got a hit when he the White have, Sox. Yeah, was, yeah he was – uh, yeah, I think he was like 50, 53, I think he came back and played a couple of games there. Yeah, it's part of kind of a, a, a Bill Vec promotion but he did he was a hell of a player and then Gil Hodges of course from the Brooklyn Dodgers he's I think there are now seven Brooklyn Dodgers from the 1956 team in the uh, the Hall of Fame and then I know Buck O'Neill Buck O'Neill from the um, Ken Birds yeah. documentary he was uh, a great ambassador obviously I don't I don't remember him as a player but uh he, he seemed like he was a, a genuine uh, treasure and, and and loved the game and uh you know, it's good to see that the people from the Negro League got recognized. Um, I know voting-wise, one one guy didn't make it. That that we both um, were sorry. And you want to you want to talk about that, Drew? I know you're you're kind of carrying the flag for that one. Yeah, I will. I just want to say, Bud Fowler was the other one who got in. He has been acknowledged as being the first Black professional baseball player, according to the Hall of Fame. Pitched and played second base for uh, about a dozen. For well, it says different teams in more than a dozen leagues before his death in 1913. So guy who died apparently fairly young, but was uh, very, very instrumental in uh, early black baseball. But yeah, Dick Allen, I would like this vote to be made public because I want to know who the five were who said that this guy is not a hall of famer out of everybody on that ballot. I mean, I really don't have any issue with, you know, Cot, Minoso, Hodges, Oliva at all. Out of those guys, Minoso definitely, I think deserved it most. Cot, yeah, I would say Cot should be in as well. Hodges, I have my issues with Gil Hodges getting in, but it's not, you know, enough for me to, you know, go raising a gigantic stink about it. Tony Oliva, I can definitely make a case for as well. But how do you leave out Dick Allen? I thought out of everybody on that ballot, he was the one sure thing on there. He comes up a vote short. I want to know who the five were who said, no, this guy should not be in, whereas his other ones should be. That's all I've got there. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Dick Allen as a player because you're a little younger than than I am, but in the seven, early 70s or mid-70s, when he came up, he was like, you know, like, like um, you know, like Frank Thomas or, uh, you know, uh, Mo Vaughn or something. You know, I don't know Mo Vaughn's on the Hall of Fame, but Jim Rice in 1978, he was uh, Reggie Jackson. This guy was a, a menace, a total menace. He was unbelievable power hitter. And at any, any second of, uh, of the game, if he was up, he could knock one out. And I, I feared him as a, as an opponent. I feared him, and that that's one thing. I, you know, not, he was he was. I know he was a character, and he had had his his moments. But uh, as a ball player, there's, there's no reason why he shouldn't be in. Yeah, and that's all I can really think of. Is that I mean, he was he may have been kind of like the Albert Bell of his day a bit. You know, he was that guy that you feared going up to the plate, but also had kind of no not the best relationship with the media, if I remember right. So. Had some issues there. I know early on in his career, his big thing was that everybody insisted on calling him Richie because they wanted to be like, oh, yeah, there's you know, the second coming of Richie Ashburn here. And he said, no, it's not Richie. It's Dick. Please call me that. And people were like, oh, why are you getting so uppity about that and everything? And so I think that had a lot to do with with that kind with that uh, with his lack of Hall of Fame inductions induction yet. So I'm hoping maybe they make it right on the next ballot. I don't know when that is for the uh, Golden Era Committee, but uh they, they've got a mistake to correct right there. 
Yeah, and I, I'd also like to see, see uh, Steve Garvey again, and I think he deserves to get in. He was, you know, he was a great defensive player. He was a, an MVP, won, uh, you know, was a World Series champion. He was, uh, you know, consistency in terms of playing games. He, he, was, he was a great player. I, I'm not sure why Garvey's not in yet. And that may be another case where, I mean, he got along with everybody, but then, you know, after his career, a lot of stuff came out or late in his career, whenever it was. So, unfortunately, for better or for worse, that affects people. You're seeing it with Kurt Schilling right now. You saw it with Orlando Cepeda for a long time that he had to wait until he got until the Veterans Committee put him in. So, yeah, unfortunately, those things happen. Well, we're going to talk. We'll talk Hall of Fame uh, ballot probably in a couple of weeks. I know uh, we, we, Drew and I were looking at it, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about our, our opinion for the the, uh, the regular Hall of Fame ballot. But um, congratulations to Jim Cott, Minnie Minnesota. Uh, Gil Hodges, Tony Oliva, Buck O'Neill, and what was the last guy's name? I'm sorry. Uh, Bud Fowler. Bud Fowler. Bud Fowler. So that that um, th- those are all great representations of the hall. Um, and if you get a chance to get, go to Cooperstown, do it. It is it is a, a fun trip. It is fantastic. Um, it's a little out of the way. It's not like going to New York City. You got to make a point to go there. But there's a lot of stuff to do there. There's tons of card shops and there's good restaurants and it's really really neat in the summertime so um you can check out uh, double day field and there's all sorts of cool stuff there's golf courses right in cooperstown it's a beautiful area it's right on a lake it's um you know you can go there's all sorts of water stuff you can do it's just it, cooperstown is a is a magical place in my mind so i know drew you're, you're gonna head out there this summer and uh if you if you haven't had a chance to check out cooperstown please do yeah, i'll right, first i'm gonna be things. up there so yeah, a couple of things we just want to uh, let everyone know some releases that, that are that are going on uh, this week. Um, Panini has their 2020-2021 Flux Basketball, which will is just one uh, autograph card, one un- uncirculated card, um, and that's $325 to $350 per box. Um, a couple of uh, football releases from Panini is the 2020-2021-2022 Impeccable Football. There's five autographs per box, and those are going for between $2,000 and $2,500. So I don't think I'll be buying those, but <laughs> they're, they're high end, and I'm sure people will be doing a lot of breaks on those. So if you want to get involved in, in the impeccable football, watch out for that. And then one other thing from, from Panini the 2021 Contenders Baseball came out. This is more, more affordable. It's kind of right up our alley, Drew. Uh, yeah. Six autos, 18 optics, 24 inserts in the box. And those are going for about $120. So um, some some new some new releases, uh, kind of in three different price ranges, which is nice. Um, the connect, Contenders is, is Panini's kind of low end, right? The, the, it's the, the low end product of Panini. Yeah, it's definitely more affordable. And uh, I mean, what I'd really like about that is that you get such a variety of different products all in one. So it's a, it's a lot of fun to break. Yeah, I agree. I like, I like the contenders as well. I haven't gotten contenders baseball yet. Uh, I like the contenders football and I've got, I got a, a box of contenders basketball as well. Um, so I do, I, I do like it and I agree. It's, it's, it's really fun. One other thing I have noted that caught my interest uh, and kind of non-sports card related um, hopefully you guys saved your, your Star Wars card from back in the 70s. The um, 1977 Star Wars card, number one, uh, Luke Skywalker card. If you want to if you want to be uh, truthful here, I guess it's his rookie card, right? It's the first card <laughs> in the first set. Luke Skywalker, number one, uh, a, PSA version, a PSA 10 version of it got auctioned off for $55,000. 
$55,000 for a Star Wars card, guys. So uh, it's not just sports cards. It's, it's all it's all uh, non-sports cards as well. Uh, you know, if you have something in high grade and, uh, you know, the people that want to get get, a, uh, get it. So if you have any cool Star Wars cards or any of these non-sports cards, they're fun. So I have some Planet of the Apes cards. I have some old, a few Star Wars cards. I don't have this one unfortunately but <laughs> i do have a few non-sports cards how about you are you are you did you ever collect non-sports cards when you were a kid not a whole lot i mostly stuck to sports uh, anytime i bought any cards but uh that does make me wonder though the infamous c3po error card i wonder how much that would go for as a, as a psa 10 yeah i know that's cool i never had that one but that's, yeah it's kind of it's kind of a fun card well um now it's time for our picks uh last drew is on fire so drew uh, if you guys want to make some money Go with uh, Drew Peltos picks. He was four and one last week, and I told him not to pick the Jets. And he would have been—he would have been—he would have been five and zero. Oh, we would have ended this silly segment. But four and one's pretty good. I was three—I was three and two, which which is pretty good for me after going zero and five. So this week uh, we have five five games I picked out. My Patriots are playing. We're on a bye week. I don't really like uh, week fourteen buys for anyone, but. Um, a buy is a buy. So first we have Drew's Dallas Cowboys, only because Drew is from Dallas, is <laughs> at the Washington uh, football team, and Washington is getting four and a half. Drew, I'll give you this one first. I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys in this one. I mean, I just don't think Washington is quite that good. If I remember right, Chase Young is out as well, so that, you know, diminishes their pass rush. So I got to take Dallas in this one. I agree. I'm going to go with Dallas as well. Next, we have uh, this is kind of a, a stinker, but I, I put it on the on the the card because it, it's I think it's going to be a competitive game. The Atlanta Falcons are at the Carolina Panthers. The the Panthers are getting two and a half points. Um, I'll take this first, and I'm going to take the Falcons. I know the Falcons were horrible against the Patriots, but I think uh, I think they're going to score some points this week. And I don't I don't think uh, Carolina. I think Carolina's kind of mailed it in. How about you, Drew? That two and a half point line just makes it so tough. And I'm going to have to go just to be different. I'm going to go with Carolina on this one. It's one I could see really going either way, though. I mean, it's that close between two teams that are kind of fungal a little bit. So I'm going to take Carolina just to be different on this one. Okay, no problem. Next game, we have the, the Baltimore Ravens or Atros, Cleveland Browns. Uh, and the Cleveland Browns are uh, giving two and a half points, uh, which I, I was a little surprised at that line. Um, I know the Ravens are, they lost to Pittsburgh last week and they're having some troubles. Um, Cleveland is kind of smelling blood in the water, right? They think they're going to get, get a playoff spot. Finally. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Cleveland reluctantly. How about you, Drew? This is tough. I mean, the Ravens beat them at home a couple of weeks ago, but I mean, the Browns are finally coming off a of bye week, which right now is much needed for them. Get uh, Mayfield healed up a little bit. Oh God, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with Cleveland in this one. I think, I think they're able to hold them off. I mean, when I was looking at the remaining schedule a couple of weeks ago, I figured, okay, the Browns and Ravens are probably going to split those. So this sticks right with what I was saying then. Very cool. Uh, this game, this game is probably the best one on, on the schedule. I think uh, we have the Buffalo Bills are going to Tampa uh, to play Tom Brady in the world champion defending uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I never thought I'd say that. The Buccaneers are uh, giving three and a half points. So Buffalo is getting three and a half points after a real stinker of a game last week, right? Uh, why don't you take this one, my friend? Um, geez. Buffalo, young Buffalo quarterbacks, I was reading a stat, have really struggled in games against Tom Brady. 
So because of that, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this one. All right, I'm going to take the Bills, though. I will be rooting for the Bucks the whole time. Um, I think I think the, the Bills are going to rebound. I think they were embarrassed by last week's game against the Patriots, uh, and I don't think they want to lose to Brady, even though he's not on the Patriots anymore. So I think the Bills will rebound. Um, I, I think that's the best game on the schedule. And our last game is our, our Monday night game, the L.A. Rams, the Schizo L.A. Rams are at the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are giving two and a half points. Um, I know Arizona has a great defense, and I think, what are they? They, they only have like two or three losses, right? They're, they're having yeah. a, a great year. Uh, the Rams, you don't know what team's going to show up, but I'm going to take the Rams and the points. How about you, Drew? As soon as I saw this, I was thinking Arizona the whole way, so I'm going to have to stick with what my gut says there. So Okay. So there you go. We'll, we'll quickly run down, running down the games. Dallas and Washington. Drew and I both have Dallas, Falcons, and Carolina. We split on that. Drew has the Falcons. Cleveland and the Rams. We both have uh, Ravens. We both have Cleveland. Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Drew has Tampa Bay. I have the Bills and Rams and uh, Cardinals. Drew has the Cardinals. I have the Rams. So we got we we got some some different picks here this week. Drew, maybe we will finally go five and zero, oh, but. 14 weeks, we haven't gone five now. That doesn't say much for our, <laughs> our picking aptitude. Yeah, oh, keep you my fingers crossed, but I'm not expecting much. So you have been hot lately. Well, that, guys, that wraps up uh, a very extended Baker's Dozen. We had uh, a lot of news this week, and next up is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is brought to you by Diamond Service Grading. Fast, accurate, transparent. Diamond Service Grading takes the mystery out of grading. They proudly have the best encapsulation in the industry with an amazing inner sleeve that not only protects your collectible investment, but looks great as well. Easy to submit, quick turnaround. DSG Grading is ready to grade your cards today. Visit DSGGrading.com to learn more. Making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. And we had one uh, announcement this week from PSA. PSA is opening their regular service level um, and it's going to be $100 a card. So thanks, PSA, for dropping the price to $100 for, for a card. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day where, where it was a bargain for $100 to get graded. Uh, PSA still has a 1 million uh, plus backlog. Um, they are hoping in Q1 to have all their service levels open. That's kind of their, their goal right now. Um, it, I mean, it's good for the hobby. Anytime we we get more cards, in, graded cards into it, um, I think you know the ho the hobby is still is, is driven in a lot of sense by um, the availability of having, having graded cards out there. I'm not a huge uh, graded guy on the whole, but I think it's it's very important um, to have cards, more cards flood into the hobby that that are graded um, from a sales standpoint, from an eBay standpoint, from an auction standpoint. Um, it and and just to know what the value of these cards are. So, um, you know, PSA is still backlogged. They're still, I don't know, I know they they were still saying, you know, six months to a year, right? They're still they're yep. still not having they're not fulfilling, but they're not not taking tons of new cards in. But they still have one million card backlog. So, um, let's you know, hopefully they'll get caught up in Q1. They'll be open to this, and, and everyone will benefit from it. Um, the other thing I just want to mention, our friends at uh, Diamond Service Grading, DSG Grading, they are uh, in Tampa this weekend at a uh, the the Tampa, I don't know, I think it's a, a Comic Con or some some type of uh, 
collecting convention. Uh, our friends at DSG grading and our friends at CSG are both there. Uh, they'll be there all weekend. I know we're, you know, we're not coming out until uh, Sunday morning, but if you have, if you're in the Tampa area and you want to go check it out, they will be there. Um, it's dsggrading.com, diamondservicegrading.com. They offer a $5 coupon exclusively to TTMcast listeners. Uh, the coupon code is 4HMUGTZG, 4HMUGTZG. Uh, you guys don't have to write it down. It's available on our website. And you can uh, get $5 off. You can save $5 off every uh, card you submit. It doesn't matter if it's one card, 20 cards, 100 cards. It's $5 off each card. When you go to uh, DSG Grading, uh, one of the cool things that they, DSG Grading offers is they have a QR code on their label. You just scan the QR code and it uh, lets you know, gives you the view, the view, the details of uh, your grading and why your card got the grade that. Uh, it received. They also have these cool error labels. So um, there's like five or six different uh, error labels you can choose from. Their standard uh, submissions is thirty dollars, but you get five. You save five dollars off that. And uh, they they're meeting their thirty day turnaround. They're very very busy. I just talked to Michael Clark from DSG Grading the other day, and they are uh, swamped, but they're meeting their still meeting their thirty day turnaround. So give them a, a, a try out. It's Diamond Service Grading DSG Grading um, and that wraps up making the grade. And next up is um, we're going to announce our contest winners for this week. So, Drew, I know you received your your T-shirt. Hopefully, it's okay. It does. Yeah, fits just fine. It's it's really great. Cool. Actually, so got it on got, right now. Yeah. Even so, yeah. <laughs> Drew has his new gut cards TTM cast T-shirt on. Uh, they just came out last week, and I'm going to give away two two uh, T-shirts this week. I said I was going to do one, but I'm going to give away two. First, we're gonna, Eric Ludson. Eric, you're, you're going to get a TTM Cast T-shirt, and Andrew Williams, who's a longtime listener, you're going to get a T-shirt as well. So, two T-shirts will be going out, guys. I have. I'm going to give out T-shirts all month. So, if you want to register to win a TTM Cast T-shirt, just send me your uh, mailing address and your size. Uh, you can send it to my our text line at seven two nine zero six six two or email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Just again, I need your size and your mailing address. You only have to enter once. Uh, I am going to hold on to everyone's entry, uh, and I will put it in the randomizer each week, and we'll give away at least at least one T-shirt, maybe a couple, uh, depending on, on if my wife, wife wants to go to the post office many times. <laughs> so, uh, guys, congratulations, Eric Ludson and Andrew Williams. Congratulations on winning T-shirts. Uh, if you want to win a, a TTM Cash T-shirt, please send us. A text at 978-729-0662 or email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Next up is our TTMcast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTMcast stamp of approval. Well, it's stamp of approval time, Drew. Uh, stamp of approval is uh, a fun segment that we came up with. It lets us put our stamp on something. Sometimes it's collectibles related. Sometimes it's movie related. Sometimes it's TV related. Sometimes it's food related. Not even Drew knows I love when he does food. So Drew, I'm going to let you do your, your uh, TTM cast stamp approval first. All right. Well, this one is a food one once again. So uh, there's this place here in Arlington that my wife and I have absolutely come to love. And uh, we went to it last week. I was going to use it for last week's one. And then other stuff came up that I wanted to put it instead. So uh, it's falling into this week. But it's a little tiny place along Abrams Street in uh, here in Arlington called Gilberto's Taco Shop. 
it's this little tiny, I mean, I came in, it's right next to like this auto shop. It's along this strip of, play, of businesses. They're just like a whole bunch of random kind of places. I mean, you've got like a Salvation Army store is nearby. You've got a couple of uh, auto body shops nearby. And just stuck right in the middle, there is this little yellow building, bright yellow. You can't miss the thing. And the crazy thing is, we didn't know anything about it until a uh, Facebook group that we're a member, that we're both members of. Several members were talking about, oh my God, this place is so great. Go and check it out. Go and support them. And so Gilberto's Taco Shop, if you're ever in Arlington, if you're around for a Rangers game or a Cowboys game, go and check it out. If you're over in Dallas for a Stars game or a Mavericks game, take the half hour out of your way and go and drive over and check it out because it is just that good. So, I mean, I have not had anything bad on the menu ever in the times I've been there. Their Berea tacos are absolutely amazing. I mean, that's a life-changing food right here just about. So highly recommended. I try to get there as often as we can. Anytime we want tacos, that seems to be our go-to place. We want to keep it to a local one. So Gilberto's Taco Shop in Arlington, Texas, my stamp of approval for this week. Drew, when I come out to Dallas, and now I have like three or four places that you're going to have to take me. We're going to go on the Drew Pelto food tour. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I can make the list even longer than that. There's plenty that I haven't even talked about on here. I'm sure you can. Well, my stamp approval is kind of two uh, new releases that, that I got this week. Um, uh, we finally got cards in our Walmart. We haven't had cards in Walmart forever. So our Walmart Mart has car- had cards. My wife went and picked up a um, Heritage high, bo- high number uh, box, a blaster box. And that's not my stamp approval because we talked about that a couple of weeks ago or last week. Now, my stamp approval this week is uh, topped archives baseball so i'm showing drew, drew my box i got um i actually got uh, one one box from walmart and then i got um, three boxes in the mail yesterday so i really like the top archives. Ar- archives baseball I, I think they're really cool i like the different designs i know they they kind of went a little crazy having six different designs this time um but they're using the 50 57 design tops design 73 tops design the um 2011 tops design um they have a future one and then i think 1991 is the 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 last one but it's really they're they're really great cards and the pictures are awesome i i got a 73 ken griffey card that's just beautiful i sent a a picture to drew um i really like it and i think the the, it's that the old stock and it's great they're great for autographs so uh, I'm a big fan. I've seen some guys. I know uh, I saw Paul Molitor, Molitor signed his uh, 62 design. Somebody had him sign that. And there's all sorts of cool um, guys guys in the, that you can get signed. I got a um, buy a blue card that, that I'm going to get sent out to get signed. So uh, really cool designs. And then also uh, when she was talking to the guy at Walmart, because we were looking for, I've been looking for absolute football forever and you can't find it anywhere. He's like, oh yeah, we have them. We have have them online, and we couldn't find them. So he he gave us a, a, a special link or something. I don't know. So she got me a, a box of a mega box of absolute football, and I was very pleased. I got a um, a Keenan Allen uh, jersey shirt shirt card in. I got an autograph uh, rookie card, and I got a bunch of rookie cards, and I got a Trevor Lawrence rookie card in it. So I it was forty nine dollars for a mega box, and I was very very pleased. The cards are really cool. Uh, Panini does a great job. I, I wish they would get the logos for all the for baseball uh, as well, short term, because I know I know it's not going on. We're, we're ending the, the Panini run soon, but 
Um, I think Panini does did a, does a great job, and uh, the absolute football is really cool. You, you didn't work on that at all, did you, Drew? Uh, no, I don't think I did this year at all. I've done it a little bit in the past at times. But it was good. I had never gotten them before, so um, I didn't get any Kaboom cards, but I still uh, – I really I really like – I really love opening – cards I, I don't i can't explain it it's just i love i love ripping packs i don't the one thing i don't understand is when you when these these case break guys and you know you you buy into a case uh you buy a case or a box and they open the cards for you like i don't want that i want to open the cards myself yeah but it's still fun and so i'm gonna my stamp approval goes to these these two new releases uh tops archives i believe you can find everywhere definitely at walmart they're, they're definitely at walmart and then absolute football's a little more difficult to find but i i have seen it around online so two, two new releases that wraps up uh, our ttm cast stamp for approval next up is our Vern rap minute <laughs> Vern Rapp Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request. We run down a the list of people who have passed away in the world of sports and celebrity and politics, people that you might uh, ask uh, autograph requests for, from. Um, so we kind of run, we'll, we'll run down and let people know who had passed away. So they're not embarrassed by sending out TTM requests to people who have passed. So this week, unfortunately, we have a, a long list at the end of the year. Uh, some young people on this list as well. Um, some really uh, famous people and, and people that kind of, you know, affected me and my life and I'm sure yours as well. So first, uh, in the world of football, we lost Demaris Thomas, who was uh, an all-pro wide receiver with the Denver Broncos. He played his last, uh, I don't know, couple couple games for the New England Patriots, but he, he was definitely a uh, Denver Bronco. He was, he was a, a great player. He was always... I, I always feared him uh, as an opponent. I he he was a, a really good player. I guess he had some health issues and he had a um, a seizure. He had seizure problems and I think he had a seizure while he was taking in in the shower. He was only thirty three years old, so um, very sad uh, to lose somebody that that young, who was was really a a, a, a great player in, in his day. Yeah, he. Was, I mean, he had a him. great story too. I mean, that was a guy that if you remember. His uh, for a lot of his childhood, his mom and his grandmother were both in prison. And so for him to be able to make it all the way to the NFL there with absolutely no problems or anything like that just says a lot to the character of everybody else of him and his family around him when he was around them. And eventually, I know his mom got out, was uh, granted clemency and was able to even see him play in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yep, they won. The, he won the Super Bowl with the Broncos. Um, I don't I'm, I'm not very good with years, but sometimes. Sometime in the 2000s, actually, yeah. he, won, he won a Super Bowl. Uh, we lost Al Unser Sr., who was an Indy 500 winner, uh, a great, uh, I don't know, if it's not NASCAR, right? He, he wasn't a NASCAR guy. He was yeah, he was Formula just Indy one guy. As far as I know. Just Indy, huh? as far as I know, Indy cars. Indy car, yeah. Um, but I, I believe he's a, I believe he's a Hall of Fame driver. You know, Unser is a, a, a famous name in, in the driving world, and uh, he was 82 years old. Um, this one was a shocker to me. I didn't realize he was ill. Um, Mike Nesmith from the Monkees. He was one of the, there was four, four of them. Now there's one, only one left, Mickey Dolan's. Um, he passed away. He was a, a guitarist and he was a songwriter. And he, if you remember, he was the one in the hat 
And I know, um, I know MeTV is running a marathon on Sunday from two, the Sunday from two to five, I think of all the, some of the monkeys episodes. And uh, he was, I always liked him. I, I saw, I saw the monkeys play at Foxwoods in Connecticut on their reunion tour a few years back. And he was there. Um, and I was, I was a fan of the monkeys growing up. How about you, Drew? I uh, never really got heavily into them, but I mean, they were definitely a big influence there throughout the 60s. Yep. So Mike N- Nesmith, he was only he was 78 years old. Um, we lost uh, a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, his name was Blackjack Lanza, and uh, he was 86 years old. Um, I remember him. He, he, he used to wear a, a black hat and he was kind of a, a bad guy. Um, back where I, I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid in the 70s. And uh, he, he, he was always one of the one of the bad guys. And uh, he passed away. He was 86. We lost uh, Claude Humphrey, who was a six-time Pro Bowler. He is a Hall of Famer. Uh, he played defensive end for most primarily the Atlanta Falcons, but also the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and I believe he was a pretty good uh, TTM. Or do you can you confirm that, Joe? Did do you? Remember it him? seems like he was. I think I remember his name coming up at least a few times in the past as being a decent one. It seems he may have shut it down a little bit uh, more recently, but I think if I remember right, several years ago he was doing it quite a bit. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, he was 87. Um, this one, this one happened last week. We just missed it on last week's show. Uh, Bob Dole, who was the senator from Kansas, he ran for president in 1996. He was a Republican, obviously, and uh, he ran against Bill Clinton. And he was, uh, you know, a great American in terms of, of uh, he he was a right winger, but he was, you know, he he uh, serves Kansas for many years. And he, I know he was a, a, a great TTMer as well. If you wanted to get a autograph from Bob Dole, he would, he would, he would sign everything. So Bob Dole uh, lived to the age of 98 and uh, we're sorry for uh, losing a great American like Mr. Dole. A couple of guys in the world of baseball. Uh, we lost Ron Blazer. He was a pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies in 1996 and 1997. And he was only 50 years old. Uh, and we lost Richie Lewis, who was a pitcher for, he pitched for a number of teams, the Baltimore Orioles, the Marlins, the Tigers, the A's, the Reds. He pitched from 1992 to 1998, and uh, Richie was only uh, 55 years old. And, uh, and we lost in the world, a couple more people in the world of football. We lost Glenn Foster, who played for the New Orleans Saints from uh, 2013 and 2014. He was a defensive lineman. He was kind of a, a pretty good uh, player in, in it when he played. I, I'm not sure if he got hurt at the end of his career, but he, in 2013, he had a bunch of sacks. Uh, Glenn was only 31 years old. We lost Mark Pike. Mark played for the Buffalo Bills from 1987 to 1998. And would that, that, would that have put him on the, the teams that played in the Super Bowl, Joe? Again, am I... I it would, yeah. He was because uh, 1990 to 93 is the years that they were in there. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I remember the name, and, and you know, he played a, a, a not as again played a number of years, 87 to 98. He was a defensive lineman and a, a linebacker. Mark was only 57 years old, so um, I don't know. I, I don't like this because a lot of these guys. Uh, another guy who died when he was 57, uh, Steve Smith. He was a running back for the Raiders and the Seattle Seahawks, right from. 87 to 95, primarily with the Raiders. He played a couple of years with the Seahawks. He passed away last week as well. He was 57. I'm going to be 57 this year, Drew. I don't, I don't like to hear all these guys that <laughs> 57 that we're, we're losing. Is you know, you, when your contemporaries start to pass, it's kind of uh, nerve wracking. It is, yeah. Uh, Steve Smith, though, he battled uh, ALS, if I remember right, for a number of years. He uh, 
he was a great TTMer up until around, I think, 2010 or so. And that's when it really started hitting him. And I mean, it made, made for a really tough last uh, 10 years or so of his life. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, you know, you've seen the guys like Pete Frades and all the, it's just, it's just an incendious uh, disease. It's it's not a good thing. So um, that wraps up for that minute for the week. Our condolences uh, go out to our friends and family, and we are sorry for your loss. Next up is our, our abbreviated returns. This week's TTM returns are brought to you by Sports Card Forum. Find players' addresses, see who's signing, and more, all for free. SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion. Well, returns this week, it was kind of a stinker for me and kind of a stinker for you too, Drew. I got shut out. Um, you know, I think it's that time of year, right? Uh, it's holiday. People are uh, busy getting ready for for Christmas and New Year's and kind of wrapping things up. And, and you know, maybe the guys just aren't, aren't signing. How about you? How'd you do? I got shut out too. And I think I, I largely agree with you there. I think a lot of times guys may be looking at this going, and I'll catch up to it next week when I'm totally off from work or whatever, or, total, or you know, got the, got the family in. We can just, you know, sit back and shoot the breeze while I'm signing or something like that. So the only things I got in, I got uh, Pat Putnam returns me, former Rangers and I think Mariners first baseman. He was kind of the bridge, if I remember right, between Al Oliver and Pete O'Brien there for the Rangers, but came back unsigned after a year and a half almost with a note saying he's charging five bucks per. So I might try sending out a couple of those. Cause I mean, he's on a couple of multiplayer cards. I can get the other guys on pretty easily. Like uh, I think it's the 84 tops team leaders card. It's him and Matt young and Matt young, of course, is a solid TTM or so. Yeah. He's might awesome. go for that one. And then there's a 79 tops card where it's him and Danny Darwin and Billy sample. And I mean, Darwin and sample are both absolute legends of the TTM world. So yeah. I may bite the bullet, send 10 bucks in those two cards to get those done. But yeah, it was definitely disappointing, though, for it to take a year and a half for him to send it back and let me know, hey, I'm charging now. But, eh, whatever. It happens in this hobby. But uh, I did get a couple of uh, purchases and trades rolling in. The first one that came in was uh, this one right here, this Ladislav Smid 0607 Upper Deck Rookie Class card. That's one of the many sets that I'm working on. And so I've got that one. I've got two more on the way from a friend in Finland who got a couple signed for me. So I'm going to be down to, like, I think four or five only to finish that one off out of 50 cards. Um, I've got another Diamond Kings one coming in. Should be in the mail today from a trade. So I don't mind informed delivery, but it's going to be a 1982 Roy Smalley. So that'll knock out another one for the Diamond Kings. You, was that a trade? Was that a trade or a paid? Uh, that one was a trade. That one was uh, trying to think. I don't remember what I sent now, but it was with uh, Patrick Page out in California. I made a trade with him, and so uh, saw that one's coming in today. Hopefully, he's gotten his end of it uh, received there as well. And then one other purchase is a 2013 Archives Dexter Fowler that's in the 1972 design on that one. And so uh, hopefully, well, what was funny about that one was uh, I bought it on eBay and a friend of mine texts me and says, dude, that, that's my card I'm up there uh, that you just bought from me. I'm like, oh, great. So at least I know I'm getting it from a reputable person and everything. So sure. uh, happy to get that one in. That should be coming in some point next week. So despite the uh, the lack of TTMs there, a little bit of... Uh, making lemonade out of the lemons there this week handed me and making some uh, purchases and trades at least. So can't really complain much there. Have you been uh, purchasing the hockey cards from Upper Deck? Are you an uh, Upper Deck guy? I really haven't. Ever since uh, Panini lost the deal there, and I've just been watching less hockey since then too. So, yeah, I really have not bought a whole lot of uh, Upper Deck stuff here in the last about, what, seven, eight years now. Yeah, they seem to be available when I go – when when I you know, Target used to have them and, and – uh, 
Walmart would have them every once in a while, so I'd pick, I would pick up a box here and there. I don't follow hockey as much as the other sports, but I do. They do have some cool um, subsets, you know, the mm-hmm. rookie subsets. And I, when you mentioned that the rookie subset, I didn't know if that was something you 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 know you, you were going after because they are they are kind of cool. Yeah. Now those ones, uh, Upper Deck did as a box set for four years. They started with the uh, 0506 set, which had, which is, I mean, that one's just a loaded one. It has Crosby and Ovechkin as cards one and two. And I think uh, card number three was even Henrik Lundqvist. So that's, you know, three big names right there off the top in that one. So that w- that's another one where I'm about five cards short of finishing that one off, including those three. Um, the 0607 one, of course, has Evgeny Malkin. That's the big name I'm missing from there. But I was able to complete the 0708 and 0809 sets at least. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I've gotten gotten most of the way there. It's just, you know, the big names there that are going to be the tough ones. And, I mean, I'm 0 for 1 on Ovechkin in person. And the times I tried to get Crosby, that card wasn't out yet at all. So it's uh, I've definitely got an uphill battle to be able to finish it off completely at least. I know. I don't know how you keep track of all the sets you're working on, my friend. Because <laughs> you know, What do you have, like 20 different sets you're working on? I have a very good system of spreadsheets that I'm looking at typically every day or at least every other day. That's the only way I know all this. I have like two and I can't keep track of them. I don't know. How you, you, and I have the spreadsheets too. And I just can't keep track of them. what, what I, every once in a while I have to go back like, okay, I got to get back involved in this, this set, I think, but I do love the, um, the subsets. I think that's a, that's a great way to do it instead of, you know, trying to tackle 500 or 700 cards in a set and you can do 25 or, or 30 cards or whatever in a subset. And it's, it's a great, a great thing. So guys, if, uh, you know, you're looking for a, uh, kind of a cool TTM project, pick a subset that you like and, and try to finish that. It, it, it's much more attainable. And usually you don't have to worry about somebody that had passed or, you know, if there's only one or two guys that, that passed, you might be able to get those online. Um, so check out the subsets guys we are that wraps up returns to the week uh, as i said i got shut out drew kind of got shut out we're hoping that next week's a little better for us and then uh, at the end of the year at the last show of the year we're going to review all our, our ttms for the year and see how we did and uh, hopefully we'll start off 2022 uh, as strong as we did with 2021 because we're, we're kind of we're, we're going out with a, a whipper here through 2021 yeah. so hopefully we get some, some some more returns well that wraps up returns so the week next up is our interview this week's interview is brought to you by the Trove Sports Den. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros from past and present online. Visit thetrovesportsden.com and join in the fun today. So I had the pleasure of interviewing Ezra, Ezra Levine. I have the most difficult with his name. Even when I introduced him, I was like, oh, I, I, butchered, I butchered his name. Ezra Levine. That one's a hard one for me. I Usually I'm pretty good on it, but... We, we, I had the pleasure of talking with Ezra, Ezra Levine, who is the CEO of collectibles.com. And we talk about this uh, cool uh, show, Las Vegas event, that they're doing a live event. It is in Las Vegas on January 28th to the 30th. It's called the Mint Collective. And we really we, we talk about that. You can go to the mintcollective.com to learn more about it. Um, but first, here's a message from our friends at CSG. Building your sports card collection was no small feat. Let CSG protect and preserve your cards with the hobby's best holder. Crystal Clear Optics showcase your card's details. The sturdy, ultrasonically welded case resists impacts and prevents against tampering and counterfeiting. Ready to protect your collection? Visit csgcards.com to learn more. Joining us on the show from his office in New York City is CEO of uh, 
Collectible.com, which is the number one fractional investing platform for sports collectibles in the world. His name is Ezra, Ezra Levine. And I knew I was going to mess that up, Ezra. I always do that. <laughs> Ezra, Ezra Levine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. And that's and that's a hell, hell of an intro. So I'm happy to come on again. You know, as I said last time, you can call me Ezra. You can call me Ezra as long as, you know, as you keep talking about collectible. No, I apologize. I do that all the time, but I apologize. It's thrilled to have you back. Ezra, it's really uh, still a new concept, you know, fractional investing. Why don't you let people know what that uh, entails and how collectibles is involved? You got it. Yeah. So with fractional investing and ownership, really what, you know, we can do is we can take the most valuable sports collectible items. Think of, you know, a Mickey Mantle 1952 tops, right, in a high grade or a game used a Jordan jersey, for instance, right? You know, really iconic, high valuable sports collectibles items. And now we allow uh, investors and collectors of any income bracket the ability to buy shares in that item, All right? So think about, you know, so when you come to collectible, you can own shares in Mantle and Jordan and Gretzky and the best of the best in the same way you can buy shares of public companies like Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, right? So really what we've done is we've created a marketplace that allows anyone, regardless of income bracket, to be able to be owners of some of the greatest items that have historically been out of reach, uh, both you know, from an access point and from a price uh, point uh, for, for long periods of time. Well, when I hear shares and in investing, I think, okay, I need a broker, I need a thousand, you know, $100,000 to invest. Is that the case with, with uh, collectible.com? Nope. So the, the minimum buy-in price is the price of one share uh, of an asset. We generally price things uh, around $5 per share or $10 per share. Again, our vision and our mission here is to democratize the category of sports collectibles to allow people, regardless of income bracket, to be able to participate. So we intentionally keep the share prices low. You can come in and spend $5, $10. And again, you become a real equity owner in some of the most iconic and historically out of reach items that there ever has been. Now, one of the things I, I get, I get your emails, I don't know, 10 times a week, right? That you guys have an initial public offering on something and I go look at it. And every time I go look at it, it gets sold out. That's That must be a, a, a tough problem to have. Yeah, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, the, the space has been white hot, obviously, you know, over the last, I always say in the last 18 months, there's probably been more innovation and growth in our industry than perhaps in the prior 18 years. Uh, but look, I mean, you know, we also do a great job of accessing and curating and sourcing the very best of the best, right? So these are items that are in high demand that, you know, uh, appeal to both collectors and investors. And we've done a great job of building a brand in our first year and appealing to uh, various types of people. So we're, we're, we're excited about the growth of the industry first and foremost. We're excited about the growth of collectible, our company, and we're excited about the growth of fractional because really what it does, again, is it allows uh, the industry to really expand and to allow uh, collectors and investors, again, every income bracket all across the country. We have investors and collectors who use our platform in all 50 states of America, really cool accomplishment. Uh, we're going to be opening this up globally shortly as well, right? So really just it allows uh, everyone to participate at the highest end of the industry with an asset class and an industry that uh, really has you know, been an unbelievable sort of passion area for a lot of people, but it, it also has been a place where people have historically made a lot of money. And so we're, we're thrilled to be able to sort of expand uh, the ability for everyone to participate.
No, not like I, you've had like an auto. You have an autographed Michael Jordan jersey. You've had Will Chamberlain uh, jersey. You've had you know rookie Michael Jordan cards. Is there something that really surprised you that really uh, piqued your uh, investors' interest? That something like, oh, I don't know if that's gonna gonna wash, but you, you put it out and it, you know it was it, it has had so much action to it. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we as you mentioned, yeah, there's there's been really interesting action across the board, and we've. We've had, you know, the, the, the most surprising one to me personally was we had a Raphael Devers, who is the young slugger for the Boston Red Sox. We have his one of one or had, I should say, his one of one super fractor. And uh, we put it up, I believe it was for you know, almost $40,000 on the initial offering price. And within only a couple months after uh, his tremendous uh, 2021 season, we sold that for almost $80,000, right? So it was just an am amazing return for people who got in early. But again, you know, it wasn't something that typically is in our sweet spot of prospecting, if you will, or kind of having, you know, a modern player who's not iconic, but we put it up because our team had great conviction in, uh, in, in his season and thought he was undervalued relative to some other comps who put it up and, you know, sort of our intuitions were, uh, were, were correct there. But again, you know, we, we tend to focus on, on the, you know, the most blue chip of stuff, right? So the mantles, the Gretzky's, the Chamberlain's, uh, there's, there's generally not a lot of surprises of, of the types of athletes and, you know, items that we have. Uh, and again, we've done some really iconic pieces. My personal favorite piece, not securities advice, no projections of guidance or returns, <laughs> or, or any, any, any of that nonsense. And my, my personal favorite piece that we have, uh, is the Will Chamberlain full uniform from the 1959-1960 season. Uh, it was such a fun piece for us to have because really, you know, it allowed our team and me to really just dive deep into uh, Chamberlain's rookie year and his uh, his just incredible achievements. You know, I found that he broke eight records during that season. He won the MVP as a rookie. He averaged something ridiculous, like 30 and 20, and just it was a, it was just an incredible season. This is the jersey, the uniform, the top and the bottom that he wore uh, for every home game during that amazing, amazing ride. So. Uh, that that's that's one piece on our platform currently that that really sort of stands out to me. How did the piece of memorabilia come to you guys? Do you have a I know you have an acquisition team, but are you guys scouring the auctions? Do you have private people coming to you? Do you go to the athletes? How, how, how are you guys accumulating uh, the memorabilia? Yeah, um, you know, we've we've actually done uh, a lot of deals with collections. We actually recently announced an exclusive a deal with uh, a company based overseas, actually in Europe, uh, who is believed to be the finest collection of soccer memorabilia in the world, right? So, you know, their, their uh, collection was appraised recently at about $60 million. And so we're, we're going to be excited to be unveiling some incredible game use items from the likes of Pele and Maradona and Ronaldo and Messi in front of the World Cup. So, you know, so a lot of the deals we do are exclusive memorabilia deals. But yeah, we, we, you know, we have a big consignment division. We worked with you know, major collectors. Um, we historically have not purchased items at auction. We can, uh, but we really we haven't done it. So a lot of it is a private consignment business and exclusives that our teams are able to strike. So, um, you know, I see athletes. I know Bill Russell's uh, auctioning off a bunch of his stuff. Is that something that you guys are, are staying away from right now? I wouldn't say staying away from it. We've we've done it with Emmett Smith. Uh, so we, we have we have two of Emmett Smith's items on the platform. It is a really cool opportunity. He's a shareholder uh, of collectibles. Uh, it was a really cool opportunity for him to put a couple of his items directly on the platform and to interact with our users. When we put his items in the platform, he came on and did you know sort of a question and answer session. 
he, you know, really engaged with shareholders. It was something really, really cool. You know, for, for us right now, it's just a matter of sort of, you know, sort of prioritizing what's really impactful for our business. We're, we're blessed and lucky to have, you know, sort of a lot of access to incredible, incredible pieces. Uh, and, but, you know, we, we, we do full, fully expect over time to continue to work with athletes to just be able to provide a really unique experience for athletes to connect directly with a fan base. Um, and I would look for us to, to, to do a lot more of that in 2022. And we've had and we've had a, a great uh, year in terms of uh, news and events for the hobby, right? The whole thing with fanatics, and uh, you know we got to have the national again this year, and you had you guys had a baby. Congratulations! <laughs> so, so you had you had a, you had a great you know a, a real great year. What what do you see uh, for 2022 for for the hobby? Yeah, look, I think I think the hobby's in for a really exciting 2022. Obviously, you know, sort of predicting the future is a very tough business. Of course, uh, we we recently did something where we had a bunch of experts come on to a podcast and, and also a video series where we gave uh, you know sort of our views and in terms of what's in store for 2022. The predictions that I gave, uh, one is probably not going to surprise people, and the other perhaps could be a little bit bolder, but I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not sure if, it, if it's going to surprise people again. So the, the two predictions I gave, right? The first one is that I think we're going to see not one, uh, but multiple eight-figure sales of confirmed wow. eight-figure sales in the hobby in 2022. Uh, I think, you know, there are definitely items that are being discussed that certainly would be in that price point, in that range. Uh, you know, obviously there's, you know, sort of a, a big private sale business along with the, the public comps that a lot of people uh, read about and see. Uh, but I fully expect not one, but multiple eight-figure sales in the hobby in 2022. Uh, the other prediction I'll give here is, um, you know, not a specific prediction, more of just sort of, you know, where I see the industry heading. You know, I see the industry continuing to become really mainstream and just to continuously uh, increase in popularity. I mean, I think what you're seeing right now is over the last 18 months, the hobby has had this inflection point in terms of public perception of it. It wasn't too long ago where the hobby was just a hobby, right? Where it was something that people love to do, but it was, we were a little quieter about it. We were a little bit more closeted, if you will. Uh, now it's something that you're hearing, um, you know, athletes and entertainers and celebrities talk about. Uh, we are striking up deals with companies like, you know, IMG and Endeavor to do amazing, you know, a live event series that, you know, what we're doing in, uh, in January. You're hearing Netflix getting on board to produce you know, sort of a show about Ken Golden and, and sports memorabilia. Uh, you know, you're, you're hearing, you know, when the Tom Brady uh, 600th touchdown ball, right? We were all over ESPN. It kind of peaked, you know, an awareness factor of well, what, you know, what is sports memorabilia worth, right? I mean, I, th I think you're just kind of seeing uh, the real inflection point begin where sports collectibles are looked at as something that's really fun, really cool. That's uh, a legitimate alternative asset class. Uh, that's another uh, way for people to speculate on sports. It kind of checks a lot of different boxes, right? So I, I really, really expect, and you know, I expect it because we're already seeing it, that the industry, the hobby, whatever we want to call it, is going to continue to to really skyrocket in popularity and skyrocket in real sort of mainstream attention in 2022. Well, you mentioned the live event, and of course, we're talking about the Mint Collective, which is going to be January. 28th to the 30th in Las Vegas that is at the MGM. Uh, that is one of the headquarters. It's also uh, going to be at um, the, uh, what is it, the, the 
Octagon or what, 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 what is that called? Yeah, the, the UFC Apex Headquarters. There you go, the UFC Vegas. Apex Headquarters. Thank you very much. Again, it's the Mint Collective. It is uh, the mintcollective.com is the website. Why don't you tell us a little about the event and, and how it became, came about? Sure, yeah. So this is uh, the, the brainchild, obviously, um, of Collectible, our company, and IMG and Endeavor, who is sort of a global entertainment and sports powerhouse. And uh, really what it is, it's sort of the next generation hobby event. You know, our, again, you know, as we were just discussing, you know, the, the sports collecting universe is really rapidly evolving. There's more innovation, there's more investment, there's more regulation, there's celebrities, there's investor types coming in. I mean, you know, again, the, the pace of innovation in this industry probably over the last 18 months has surpassed that in the last 18 years. We want to create something that was really sort of the, the next generation event that we could bring together hobby leaders uh, and sort of collectors and investors to really sort of help shape the narrative of what this industry could look like over the next five, five to 10 years. We, we've made it purposefully a very collaborative event. This is not, you know, it's not going to be a commercial for collectible. In fact, we've intentionally gone the exact opposite way. We really want to help grow the industry together, grow the pie together. I'd be very collaborative and really, you know, I think there's a lot to discuss, right? There's, there's a lot to kind of sift through. And I think getting the best minds in the industry, the best minds in the business, some of the most active collectors all under one roof, all in one space for an amazing uh, weekend, I think it's going to be a really exciting thing. And we, we hope that this is the, the first of many to come. One thing that really piqued my interest was the men's signature sessions, which was really, um, you know, classes, right? There, there's seminars on, on how to, uh, you know, do investing, and the one thing that I that I want to learn about is NFTs because I'm not really tuned into the NFT market. Why don't you let people know what some of the things that subjects that are going to be covered? Yeah, yeah, you know, one one thing that we heard a lot uh, was, you know, there hasn't really been, you know, a great opportunity for some real thought leadership and education around the industry. We've seen some of it in drips and drabs. Obviously, there's you know more and more content coming out, but there really hasn't been a place where we can take some of the meatiest topics. In, in the hobby right now and, and have a lot of people, uh, some with the same views and, and others with different views come to really debate and you know, sort of you know, evolve uh, them, right? So you know, there's gonna be a lot, a lot of topics and a lot of experts on hand. Uh, NFTs and digital obviously is something that you know, has piqued a lot of people's curiosities. We've seen the explosion of NFTs and a lot of people are wondering, is that gonna replace physical collectibles? Uh, is there a world in which you know, physical and digital lives together? Is it a flash in the pan? You know, there's there's lots of different views on NFTs, and so really what we want to do is bring some of the you know people who are the most bullish on NFTs and people who are the most bearish on NFTs and have them sit on one panel and debate, right? Um, so again, you know, we're not coming to this with any pre, you know sort of precursors or, or any agendas. We just want to you know kind of uh, elevate the conversation, provide a forum for people to discuss and debate, uh, and really just hope to educate people, right? You know, again, our our view is that this is going to be you know, a rapidly evolving climate in this industry. I think if there's one thing that we can expect in this industry now is there's going to be a huge amount of change, whether it's, you know, today, tomorrow, on uh, five years from now, there's just a lot of evolution, a lot of change. And I think it's really important that uh, all of us as an industry, all of us as a category, really kind of get through this together, that the hobby is an incredible place, an incredible community, some of the most passionate people you'll ever find. And you know, we, we want to make sure that this is done in a thoughtful way that doesn't leave anyone behind. 
Are you surprised uh, as a hobby? I know you've been, been in, in it for a while now in terms of uh, as a collector of how quickly things have changed. And it, you know, that things are happening on a breakneck speed now. It's not like, uh, you know, Tops is the guy and they, they put out a new set every year and, and you know, the, the packs are, are 15 cents a pack. It's, it, it's been a real uh, whirlwind, you know, two years since, since COVID really. Yeah, it's been it's been incredible. <laughs> you know, I, you know the uh, you know, I would say I would say an anecdotally, you know, I, I you're right. I mean, I've been a collector for a long time. I've been in the the hobby for a long time. Obviously, not you know sort of as a you know sort of as a business leader in in the hobby. But yeah, I mean, you know, when I left my my former life to you know to come take over at Collectible, the perception of the industry was very different. You know, I I, I you know oftentimes there were some eyebrows raised that you're going from what to what. Now it's completely the opposite, right? When you tell people that you're in the hobby, that you are running, a, you know, a collectibles business, uh, it's sexy. I mean, I I don't know what a better <laughs> word for it is. I mean, it is something that people think is cool and fun and unique and exciting and innovative, and you know, so that perception, um, you know, has really changed a lot. And I think with the with the perception change comes a massive infusion of money has come into the system, right? And from all different types, from you know, from companies like Fanatics with real sort of infusions of investment, um, to companies like Blackstone, obviously, to collectors' holdings, and you know, there's just been big money that's come into the space. There's been a lot of talent that's come into the space. A lot of new companies and entrepreneurs, you know, yeah. real rock stars who have come from not just the collectible space, but you know, from uh, you know, from Silicon Valley and you know, sort of high-profile you know, public companies are now coming into the hobby. You're seeing, you know, again, you're seeing this looked at kind of as that third-headed monster to fantasy sports and sports gambling. You're seeing it emerge as an alternative asset. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of stuff going on in this industry, all really exciting and not all, you know, completely aligned, right? So again, I mean, I, I'm not surprised by it. I thought this was going to happen. Obviously, this was part of my thesis when I, I left my former life to come into the industry. I thought that this is where we're heading. Um, it, you know, if you ask me honestly, did I think it was going to happen this quickly? No. I, the, the pace of it has been faster than I, I would have expected, um, but I'm not surprised that it occurred. And I think a lot of people have seen this as an incredible industry, an incredible community that uh, you know had a lot of room to run and a lot of ways to innovate. And it's really exciting to see some tremendous people and companies help take the industry to the, a really, you know, sort of a much higher level than it ever has been before. Yeah, I agree. Well, at the Mint Collective, you're going to have a lot of uh, experts there. But in addition, you, you're going to have a uh, marketplace, right, where there'll be um, card breaks and trading sessions and uh, all yep. sorts of stuff going on. What Can you give us a little overview of what, what the marketplace is going to be like? Yeah, yeah. So again, it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be more closely to what people would expect from sort of a trade show, right? So yeah, it'll, it'll be you'll have vendors there, you'll, you'll have tables there, you'll have breaks there, right? So you know, this is probably going to be the most recognizable, you know, sort of thing about uh, the event in January is that this is sort of, you know, going to be the, 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 the real sort of hobby show, right, the, the real trade show. Um, there will also be, you know, a, a, an auction going on. We're running an auction uh, called the Mint 25. We haven't made announcements yet in terms of what the items will be or exactly how it's going to run, but I can promise you one thing. There will be some incredible items in the auction. And the auction will be done uh, in a rather unique way that introduces a couple new concepts. I think people are going to find really fascinating that kind of marries, um, you know, what we're doing over here at Collectible with some of the more traditional auction formats. We're excited about that. Uh, and then, yeah, oh, I mean, Ezra, you have to before. give you have to give us one one sneak peek. Let us know <laughs> one, just one sneak peek for the listeners. 
Well, so I'll, I'll say this, right? So the, the auction is called the Mint 25, right? The Mint 25 is, it's just uh, a heavily curated, you know, sort of high uh, dollar uh, auction, right? And when I say that, I mean, there's only 25 items in the auction, only 25 for the Mint 25. Uh, the minimum appraised value of the of each item within the auction is 250,000, right? So there are going to be wow. items that are right at that threshold and some items that are well in excess of that $250,000 threshold. Um, you know, I think when you when you think about it for a little bit, you know, our mission here at Collectibles is to get everyone involved, right? Is to is to open up the you know open open up this industry at the highest of levels to the masses. So it probably wouldn't make a ton of sense for us to do something that is super exclusive when it comes to this auction. So I think you can see, you know, you have, without going into further detail, um, you can project in, into what I'm kind of alluding to. But there will be opportunities for uh, for not just you know sort of very wealthy collectors to participate in some of these items. That's very exciting. We're talking, of course, about the Mint Collective. It's themintcollective.com. It is January 28th to the 30th in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, headquartered at the MGM, which is a fabulous uh, location. Um, it is uh, conceived by Ezra and his team at collectible.com. Collect, uh, and that's with an A, collectible. And I, gotta, I have to ask you, Ezra, how come all your marketing stuff, you don't make collectible with an A? <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's uh it's, it's confusing but yeah our, our, our company is collectible with an a it's collectible I with know. An a. and and uh and you know just for 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 one sort of point of clarification we go by collectible right so it's not we, we we've the, our, our website is collectible.com but the company is collectible and um you know if you want to check us out right now we're mobile app only we have a website where you can kind of browse the offerings and see what we're up to uh, but if you actually want to download the app and participate um, yeah, it's, 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 it's collectible with an A. Sorry about that. And then, of course, when you talk about participating, um, there was a trivia, a sports collectible trivia event that was supposed to happen on December 15th. And they've pushed that out to January to the week of January 20th to the 31st to coincide with the Men Collective, hosted by, of course, Scott Rogowski, who we had on the show. Um, so why don't you let people know about that and how they can get involved in that? Yeah, yeah. So this is just gonna be, you know, sort of a fun event where we have Quiz Daddy himself, Scott, who uh, who was on your show previously. For a little background, I've known Scott for a long time personally. Scott and I were high school baseball teammates. Actually, he was he was oh, my first baseman. I, I played third base, and he played first base. So you know, we, we we stayed in touch, and you know, we're 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 close friends. So you know, Scott's done a couple of trivia events with Collectible, um, you know, over the last couple of months, and you know, over the last year or so. And so, you know, when the opportunity presented itself to do, you know, trivia and something fun and different, you know, on, on a bigger scale and bigger format at the Mint Collective, we thought it was, it was prudent to kind of hold off on doing it digitally where we can do it, you know, in a way where we can get people involved uh, physically and in person and also digitally as well. So we're, we're excited to move that event over to the Mint Collective. Yeah, it's a fun event. I did it last time. I actually won a card, which, is, which was unbelievable for me. Love it. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. So, um, you know, why don't you give a shout out to all your, your sponsors and, if you, you know, your vendors that are going to be there. Just let people know who they can see and, and who's going to be uh, presenting. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot. So, you know, in, in, instead of uh, trying to go through all of them and, you know, sort of run the risk of forgetting someone, I'm just going to say there's a tremendous, a tremendous amount uh, of vendors and speakers, a, a lot of very familiar names for people, um, you know, some some different names. You know, we're going to have Dana White there. Uh, who's the founder and the president of UFC. UFC is a property owned by IMG and Endeavor. Uh, there's going to be a, we're calling it the Collector's Carnival. will actually take place Saturday night 
at the UFC Apex Center, their headquarters over in Vegas. So, you know, so he's, he's, a, he's a terrific name. Um, you know, you know, I think one of the names that everyone you know, really wants to hear from right now, obviously, is Josh Luber from Fanatics. Right? So Josh Luber will be there. Uh, hopefully he can give us, you know, some of his blueprint for, you know, for what Fanatics is planning on doing. Um, the event is sponsored by eBay. Right. So they're they're the title sponsor of the event. Obviously, I don't think you know, sort of eBay needs any sort of intros here. eBay, uh, you know, is is you know, is a real powerhouse in the category. Um, and there's and there's lots of amazing sponsors and, and, and vendors. And again, you know, the, the real intent for this was, you know, we want to help grow the the hobby. Right. We want to help grow the industry. We're also very self-aware about collectibles place in it. You know, we are a relatively new company. We've had tremendous success. And, you know, I think I think we're building something really special that can you know, help elevate the, the industry for years to come. But, you know, it's really not about collectible. We're not doing this to promote our brand, to promote our company. We are truly, truly, truly doing it to help grow the, the industry, to raise awareness for it and to raise education for it and to, and to really continue to foster a strong sense of community amidst all this, you know, rapid change in the hobby. So um, we're, we're tremendously excited by it. It's been a big lift for, for everyone involved, but I think it's going to be a really, really sort of a tremendous uh, and impactful event for the, for the entire community of collectors. Yeah, it's an outstanding event. I, I, I can't wait to see it uh, come to fruition. Guys, if you want to check it out, you want to get passes to the event, you want to learn more about the event, you go to themintcollective.com. Once again, it is going to be January 28th to the 30th in Las Vegas, Nevada. The guys, it's worst places to go than Las Vegas in January. Uh, we had it's right true. before the Super Bowl. You guys can play, place bets on the Super Bowl when, you, when you're there. Don't follow my football picks because I'm doing horrible <laughs> all year. <laughs> it is, it is uh, a, a great opportunity to learn about what's going on in the hobby and, and learn about uh, everything that's going on with uh, investing and uh, NFTs and uh, things that are going on with fanatics and just it, it, it's a busy uh, time for our hobby and I think it's a, a nice opportunity to mingle with, with people that um, really have influence on what's going on in the hobby on, on a daily basis so check it out it is the mintcollective.com January 28th to the 30th in Las Vegas Nevada you can follow them on it's on Twitter and on Facebook I believe and there's all sorts of stuff on social media. You can check it out. Um, also, please uh, check out uh, collectible, collectible.com, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-A-B-L-E.com. They are the number one fractal investing platform in sports collectibles. They uh, have over 150 items right now uh, available to buy and sell, uh, sell shares in. Um, it is a great app. You can download the app on the i. Uh, phone store the, the, or the ISO, right? You guys are on ISO, is right, sir? Yep, uh, we are. We're for Apple and and for Android at the moment. Yep. So if you're if you have iOS or you have Android, it, it is available to you. Yep. Sign up for their newsletter. It's a great newsletter. They also have a podcast. You want to give a plug to the podcast, Ezra, please? Yeah, we 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 do a daily podcast called Collectible Daily, hosted by the one and the only Alan Goldsher. He's tremendously entertaining, as is Jeff. So if you if you like similar type of entertaining hobby content, then I you should definitely tune in. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Ezra, Ezra Levine. I got it, Ezra Levine. There you go. Is, you got it. He, you nailed he is it. The, he is the CEO of Collectible.com. Once again, it is the uh, the 
mintcollective.com. Check it out. Uh, Ezra, thank you for your time. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you very much. Did we cover everything, Ezra? I think I think we nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Guys, you happy? We are good to go. All right. Thank you, Ezra. I hope you'll see you. Thanks, Jeff. Pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye bye. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. See you soon. Okay, you too. Bye bye. Thanks, guys. Anthony, you good? Yep. Yep. Everything was great. Really appreciate it, Jeff. Okay. Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. I, I will talk to you later. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, that wraps up another edition of TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM, cars, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. My name is Jeff Baker, and I have been your host of the program, and I was joined by my co-host, Mr. TTM himself, Drew Pelto. Drew, we had a, a great show this week and a really fun announcement. Yeah, we did. I mean, going back to, you know, neither of us with any returns, but hey, we were able to fill in quite a bit of info in there, at least. So we were able to, able to keep everything going pretty well. Well, guys, yeah, if you didn't, you know, you forgot from the beginning of the show, our, our, our major announcement is that Drew and I are going to be hosting a uh, live, not live, I should say, a show, a radio show, a sports collectible show. It is on radio. It is on the Sports Map Radio Network. It's going to be on 110 stations across the country. If you don't have a Sports Map Radio station in your area, you can download the Sports Map radio app and listen to it on the phone it's going to be every sunday uh, from 7 a.m to 8 a.m sunday mornings and drew and i are going to be talking to uh, collectibles people and uh, former athletes and all all sorts of fun stuff we're going to talk uh, collectibles we're going to talk uh, new vintage this is for the new collector as well as the experienced collector we are very excited about it it's going to be a one-hour weekly show it is the first nationally syndicated radio show that deals exclusively with sports collectibles so we're, we're very excited about that um and we the, we have we have a lot of stuff to talk to you about that the website which is not live yet but it is going to be the sports collectors club.com the radio shows sports collectors club.com sports collectors club if i can ever talk correctly they'll keep us online on air drew <laughs> And uh, we're really, really, really pumped about this. So um, listen, uh, you know, listen to the podcast. We're not going to, we're going to still do the podcast. We're going to keep doing a podcast every week. And, uh, but listen to the podcast for more updates and watch our social media. We'll be posting stuff on social media. We'll give out our, all our social media information. And our first show is going to be Sunday, January 9th. Uh, I would like to thank Ezra Levine. See, I got his name right that time. Ezra, hey, Ezra Levine who is uh, president of uh, C is CEO of collectibles.com. And he talked about uh, the Mint Collective, which is going to be in Las Vegas, January 28th to the 30th. Go to themintcollective.com to learn more about that. Also remember that the trivia event, the, the, the hobby trivia event that Scott Rogowski talked about last week, that was supposed to be December 15th, has been moved to the weekend of January 28th to the 30th. So when we get more information on that, we'll let you know and how to sign, sign register for it. But that's going to be a, a fun event that's going to run in conjunction with themencollective.com. I want to congratulate Eric Ludson and Andrew Williams for winning TTMcast t-shirts. If you want to win a TTMcast t-shirt, you can send a text line to me at 978-729-0662. Just text your name, your address, and the si your size. And also you can email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. 
You have to just remember to put the, your name, address, mailing address, and your size. We, if you have registered for a t-shirt already, you don't have to re-register. I'm going to keep uh, all the registers. We're going to give up t-shirts all month. So anyone that's registered and you have, if you haven't won one, your name will still be in the go in the randomizer each week. Um, we've got a, I've got a bunch to give away, so I'm going to give we'll give away one or two next week, and we'll give away a couple all the way through the the end of the month. So uh, if you want to wear a cool TTM Cast T-shirt, they're really neat. Uh, it's got got cards on the front with our a little TTM Cast logo, and then our logo on the back, uh, and it's uh, athletic gray. And I've got all, all sizes. I get double double X's all the way to medium. So we have all sorts of different sizes. So please register when a t-shirt um i don't i think that's it drew you got anything else before we close out i think that pretty well covers everything all right guys thank you for for hanging in there we really appreciate it uh spread the news about the new radio show spread the news about our podcast let everyone know, know what we're doing if you're passionate about collecting if you're passionate about autographs this is the place for you my name is jeff baker i'm your host and we're wishing you many happy returns we'll see you next week